Bloody Mary is a legend of a ghost, phantom, or spirit conjured to reveal the future. She is said to appear in a mirror when her name is chanted repeatedly. The Bloody Mary apparition may be harmless or evil, depending on historic variations of the legend. Bloody Mary appearances are mostly witnessed in group participation play or by a man who is about to die. She is known to be a murderous spirit that dates back many centuries throughout various cultures. The origin though seems to mostly date back to English stories, yet somehow has become global. The question everyone wants to know though, is Bloody Mary real? And if so, who was she? While the folklore may be fabricated, the woman behind the mirror and the story of Bloody Mary are believed to be as real as can be. Today I will be telling the tales of two versions, worlds and generations apart. The first story of Bloody Mary is inspired by the infamous Tudor Queen Mary I of England, while the second terrible story is of a young woman named Mary who in the 1800s was buried alive. Historically, the ritual encouraged young women to walk up a flight of stairs backward holding a candle and a hand mirror in a darkened house. As they gazed into the mirror, they were supposed to be able to catch a view of their future husband's face. There was, however, a chance that they would see a skull or the face of the Grim Reaper, instead indicating that they were going to die before they would have the chance to marry. Due to the disturbing nature of this content, viewer discretion is advised. If you like your stories full of intrigue, whodunit, and unexplained true horror, then you made it. True Horror Podcast is all that. Pull up your bed covers, turn off the light, and get ready to hear the bizarre, the mortifying, and supernatural tales where you decide if there's truth in what you hear. In the ritual of today, Bloody Mary allegedly appears to individuals or groups who ritualistically invoke her name in an act of scrying. This is done by repeatedly chanting her name into a mirror placed in a dimly lit or candlelit room. Originally, the name must be uttered 13 times, but nowadays has been reduced to three. The Bloody Mary apparition allegedly appears as a corpse, witch or ghost that can be friendly or evil and is sometimes seen covered in blood, hence the name. The law surrounding the ritual states that participants must endure the apparition screaming at them, cursing at them, strangling them, stealing their soul, drinking their blood, or scratching their eyes out. Some variations of the ritual call Bloody Mary by a different name. Hell Mary and Mary Worth are popular examples. The modern legend of Hanako-san in Japan strongly parallels the Bloody Mary mythology, the spirit of a young girl who haunts school toilets. The modern version of this scary tale mostly evolves standing in a dark bathroom. Illuminated by a candle, you simply look into the mirror and chant her name three times. Bloody Mary, 
A ghost is then said to appear, sometimes holding a dead baby, other times promising to come after yours. One of the reasons this apparition is tied to a woman with a baby is because of the story of a famous woman in English history. The origin of the Bloody Mary story is believed to have circulated from Queen Mary I, the first Queen Regent of England. The legendary monarch was born on February 18, 1516 in Greenwich, England at the Palace of Placentia. She was the only child of King Henry VIII and Catherine of Aragon. Mary's lifetime of shame over her own femininity began at the young age of 17 when her father annulled his marriage to her mother. Henry was frustrated by his wife not giving him a male heir to the throne. This left the young Mary totally separated from her mother and forbidden from ever visiting her again. The king went on to marry his ex-wife's maid of honour, Anne Boleyn, who disappointed him with yet another daughter, Elizabeth. Worried that Mary may interfere with Elizabeth's succession, Boleyn pressed Parliament to declare Mary illegitimate and succeeded. This was degrading for Mary as she was demoted from princess to becoming a lady-in-waiting for her much younger sister, Elizabeth, who was now enjoying Mary's former life. It was also around this time that Mary was no longer permitted to see her mother, who had been removed from court when the divorce went through. With Henry creating his own Church of England to be able to have that divorce, it was common among the people to see Anne Boleyn as a homewrecker. They also believed Mary should still be in succession for the throne, knowing that she still followed the Catholic faith that Henry had abolished. Of course, Boleyn was later beheaded by her husband for treason, but by this time the damage to Mary's name had been done. Since her teen years, Mary had been plagued with terrible menstrual pains and irregularity in her cycles, which would be attributed to her eventual physical and psychological stress later in life. She was also known to be struck with deep and frequent periods of melancholia and depressive spells which would stay with her throughout her relatively short life. Another huge blow to her life was when her mother died in 1536, devastating her into depression. At this point, Mary wanted to leave England and go back to her mother's beloved home country, Spain. However, in that same year was the ordered execution of Anne Boleyn, with some of the charges being her plot against Mary. Surprisingly, Henry did not welcome Mary back into his kingdom, but rather ordered that she accept herself as illegitimate, believing his marriage to Mary's mother was unlawful. He forced her to sign a declaration of this, threatening her death if she didn't sign it. The only positive of this was that Henry did welcome her back and he also put her back in succession, which really, how does that even make sense? King Henry VIII died when Mary was 31 and instead of taking the throne, her nine-year-old brother Edward VI did. He was a big Protestant believer like his father, making Mary feel threatened once again. When Edward died at age 15, despite all the odds and afflictions stacked against her, including her brother's dying wish of Mary to not be his successor, he had ordered that Lady Jane Grey be crowned Queen. She was only Queen for nine days before the uprising of the people helped Mary eventually take the throne in 1553 at the age of 37. 
Mary promptly married Philip of Spain in the hopes of conceiving an heir. It's here where the origin of the Bloody Mary legend begins to take shape. Starved for love and forever seeking the approval of her father, Mary would replay this codependent pattern with her new husband, whom she was ready to lavish all her frustrated emotions on. Ten years her junior and in no way as excited to reciprocate her amorous feelings, Philip fulfilled the negotiated duties expected of a royal marriage, as well as had numerous affairs with younger mistresses. Just two months after they got married, Mary had her greatest wish come true. She was with child. Despite displaying the usual symptoms of pregnancy, including a swelling of the breasts and an ever-growing abdomen, the public remained suspicious of the Queen's recent good fortune, and it didn't take long for rumours of a false pregnancy to start spreading. In a time without pregnancy tests, only time would tell if these rumours bore any truth. Until then, the people of England and Spain kept tabs on Mary with a watchful eye. And so they waited. In customary fashion, Mary went into a private chamber where she was confined for six weeks before her expected due date. Although the big day arrived, the baby didn't. Both she and the servants around her proposed that perhaps a miscalculation of delivery dates was to blame, now settling on a new one in the following month. False reports almost immediately spread across the country. Some claimed their queen had delivered a boy and all was well while other nastier rumours began to circulate that she had simply died in childbirth or that her swollen midsection was symptomatic of a tumour rather than a pregnancy. Despite the world of gossip growing around her, one thing could be confirmed. After the second due date had come and gone, Mary's belly began to shrink. Unable to explain or understand what was happening to her body, she continued to wait as those around her slowly lost hope. Two more months came and went as her doctors extended the birth date even further. By the third month, Mary finally left the confines of her chamber, childless and alone like never before. She believed that God was punishing her, and something really changed within her from this point. Already feeling distant from the kingdom, Mary began the rampage that would give her the title of Bloody Mary. At the time of Mary's pregnancy, the people of England were divided between Protestants and Catholics. Mary was determined to unite her people under the true religion of the land. She took action by signing an act shortly before Christmas in 1554 that would result in the Marian persecutions in which an estimated 240 men and 60 women were sentenced as Protestants and burned at the stake, earning her the name Bloody Mary forevermore. Things didn't stop there though. Mary also would have women who were pregnant burnt at the stake if she believed them to be heretics. Remember, Queen Mary's reign was only five years. To this day, the tale of Bloody Mary, Queen of England, remains one of the most infamous cases of supposed pseudosiasis, or phantom pregnancy. A rare and mysterious condition, pseudosiasis, occurs when a person so determined to become pregnant actually tricks their own body into believing that it is, hence the appearance of physical symptoms 
and even a discontinuation of the menstrual cycle. Another possibility in Mary's case could be endometrial hyperplasia, often a predecessor to uterine cancer, which can be backed by reports of Mary's low appetite and a lifelong history of menstrual irregularity. Years later, Mary announced herself pregnant again, although this time even her own husband remained unconvinced. Assured by the sure signs of pregnancy, she was later confirmed to have entered menopause and yet again did not deliver a baby. She died the next year at 42, presumably of uterine or ovarian cancer. Her name can still be heard today, chanted by children in dark bathroom mirrors the world over, all hoping for a terrifying glimpse of the ghost with no understanding of the real story of Bloody Mary. Most of the time she is seen alone in the mirror and at other times holding a baby in her arms. Many believe that when you light a candle in your bathroom with the lights out late at night, look in the mirror and say her name three times in a row, Bloody Mary, something awful will happen to you if Bloody Mary appears. Maybe it will be with your eyes scratched or claw marks all over your body or the possibility that you will be forever trapped behind the glass of the mirror for all eternity. You know those ghostly stories you and your friends tell at a sleepover or on a camping trip. Each wants to scare the other, but what if there was truth to the folklore that has been passed down through the ages? What if Bloody Mary had in fact been a person who had a tragic ending to her life and is forever herself trapped in the mirror, ready to haunt you, or worse, kill you? There are hundreds of backstories on how Bloody Mary came to be, but one of the most reasonable ones is the tale of her demise. In the 1800s, there lived a young woman named Mary. An illness washed over the place known as the plague where she and her family lived. People were dropping dead all over town. When physicians couldn't find a pulse, or when they put a mirror under the nose of the seemingly dead, there might not always be condensation on it from their breaths. So the fallen would be easily assumed to be dead, but were they? Cases of people who were pronounced dead but weren't happened more often than not. Assumed dead, family members would make a coffin for their deceased loved ones, but put a small hole in the coffin with a piece of string through the hole that was attached to a bell. The bell would hang on a stick by the homes of the deceased. This was because not knowing if they were actually dead, if they did wake up, they would simply pull the string, ring the bell, and the family would then dig them up. When young Mary fell sick and became bedridden and was assumed to have slowly died, she was laid in a coffin in a grave. She wasn't buried under, though, in case she was still alive. It would be easier to unnail the coffin she was put away in if she was alive and could pull on the string and ring the bell if the grave was not filled in. Days passed then up to a week. Her parents never left the house wishing their sweet Mary would awaken again. Friends of the parents persisted that Mary was dead as she had not awoken after such a long time. That day, the parents decided to finally go out. When her parents had gone, one of the neighbours came and began to fill her grave. Ironically, not long after, Mary did wake up. 
She pulled and pulled the string until the bell fell and so did the stick. She began clawing and scratching at her wooden prison until her fingers bled. When her parents arrived home, the father soon realized that the bell was not as they had left it. He called his wife to come and help him dig up their daughter. When they dug through, they unlatched the coffin and found Mary in a petrified state. Her hands, like claws, were covered in blood, which had also stained the white dress she was buried in. To check if she was still alive, they put a mirror under her nose to see if her breath would show. Condensation was shown in the mirror, but even so, she was still assumed dead. Her spirit is said to have attached itself to the mirror, and now whenever someone calls Bloody Mary three times to a mirror, she comes and claws at the unknowing victim, usually scratching their eyes out. There is also some debate on the identification of Bloody Mary and if she is based on a real woman. A number of other historical figures have been put forward as candidates, Elizabeth Pathori, a 17th century Hungarian countess who allegedly tortured and killed around 650 girls and women, bathed in their blood and was accused of vampirism. And Mary Worth, who had been identified as either a woman who killed slaves escaping the American South via the Underground Railroad, or a woman that was burned at the stake during the witch trials in the early modern period. No matter how you look at the legend or where the fables come from, Bloody Mary is a gory story that will still frighten kids and adults alike. Have you ever summoned Bloody Mary? Or would you dare? You know what to do, that five-star review. Or you can swing by YouTube to comment and like. Now, if you want to get more personal and scare me with your tales of horrors, take a ride on the wild side and share them on my subreddit, True Horror Podcast. Until next time, remember that sometimes things you see in the shadows are more than just shadows. Shadows.